Welcome to The Culture Edit, unique perspectives into the personal and professional lives of individuals at the helm of successful business, athletics, art, and design. Welcome to The Culture Edit, episode 26, I believe. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, every week I get it right and you get it wrong, so. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I get it wrong on paper, like when I'm I'm writing it, and then it goes into the the system's wrong, and yeah. then it screws everything up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have another episode where we're gonna recap how we ate and drank too much in New York. Uh, everyone seems to love those and also love judging us. But it was a really really great week slash weekend. So even gonna, though we're back early, are you gonna put in the title another judgment episode? I could, I could. <laughs> um, we came back late last night, so we wanted, we kind of wanted like our full Sunday back to just get organized before the week. Uh, but it was, it was a really fun trip. Now, another trip where we thought we would actually record on the road, took all the equipment, and then didn't because we were too busy. Yeah. Well, I don't think we would have had time anyway because you ran, you yeah. went to Central Park and went, did a run. Yeah. And then we had to meet Sabrina for lunch. So I, I think we would have not. I think we just need to accept that it's not going to happen, and then. Chad doesn't lug the equipment. Uh, we shout out to the New York Edition Hotel. It was amazing. Would you so you would say expensive but worth it? Yes, yeah. it, it was kind of one of the first times where I actually thought the hotel was worth the price. Yeah, the rooms were pretty big. Yeah, like for a New York hotel room. Um, very big. For very big for a yeah. New York hotel room because a lot of the other places. I mean, granted, we don't stay at like the most expensive hotel rooms, penthouses in the city, obviously. So I'm sure there's giant options out there. But could ask Alan. Yeah, that, that's more of an Alan thing. But when I think about like Gramercy Park Hotel when they were open, those rooms were like a shoebox, and you were paying an astronomical amount to stay there. And then like the Moxie, which used to be cheap but is no longer cheap, um, tiny shoebox. Like there's not uh, it, the whole like not having a door on the bathroom and like that whole that's a weird thing I don't like yeah. that. Um, this had a big bathroom. This yeah. had a huge bathroom. Yeah. Um, I was able to get up and like get ready for my run in the bathroom without waking you up while you were sleeping, so that's always nice. And I appreciate that. Um, but also the hotel lobby was really really cool. It was like when we walked in, we were like, oh, this is a cool bar situation. Yeah. But then that night after dinner, we came back to the hotel and we were shocked that it was like a live dj and like a bunch of young people it was definitely like a very sceney type place like if you if you don't want to see people this wouldn't be the place for you to stay but if you enjoy the camaraderie of other humans yeah uh this is definitely the place good martinis amazing martinis and you know like i'm not like a huge martini i I really never order martinis because i feel like liquor isn't the best thing for me uh or i guess yeah liquor um, so I usually stick to wine, but we did a martini pub crawl essentially. Well, they had the addition had uh, their version of, of your favorite martini, which is the Vesper. Yeah, martini. But I also really had um, an amazing drink when we got there, which was the um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like oh, a the hib- spicy thing, hibiscus infused tequila with habanero essence. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And I'm not typically a spicy marg type person, but it was really, really good. So everything was great there. Um, the only thing we did, we didn't eat at the restaurant because we didn't have time. Um, the clock tower. But it looks really cool. Yeah, looks really cool. So we're, I mean, we're de- we'll definitely go back to the hotel. It was, it was worth it. We didn't eat there because we somehow got reservations at Corner Bar. Yeah, which was also amazing. 
Um, Corner Bar, for those of you who don't know, who is the who is the owner? So yeah, the owner is uh, celebrity chef Ignacio Matos. Hmm. He has a lot of different restaurants in New York, but the main one he's known for is Estella. Which we haven't been to. Yeah, we haven't been to that. But um, Corner, Corner Bar was cool. It's in a new hotel called Nine Orchard in an area called, not joking, Dimes Square. Yeah. Not Times Square, Dimes Square. Uh, because so it's, it's like drugs. Like a dime bag. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It looks like that. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. No, there's a restaurant down there called Dimes. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Okay, Dimes Square. Yeah, and it's like Lower East Side's further south than the Lower East Side. So it's like Lower East Side, then I think they call it Two Bridges, technically. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like between down to like Financial District and... Ch- well, Chinatown. Chinatown. So remember, we walked through Chinatown to yeah. get there, which was like super sketchy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I kind of like Chinatown. Yeah, but that area in between, like when you're leaving, walking out of Chinatown into Dime Square, remember it was like really. There's really like sketchy. a road that's yeah a little bit weird. Um, but then you get there to Dime Square, which is like literally a block, and everything's like cool. Your favorite restaurants there? Yeah, Kiki's. Kiki's. I love Kiki's. Um, the line for Kiki's was wrapped around the entire block. Yeah, because they don't take reservations. So we got to... really lucky last time and just walked in, and they sat us immediately. I think it's because we look cool, but you know. So we got to Corner Bar. Um, we were shocked that we got a reservation, but then I just remembered we got a reservation because it was 5.30 p.m. Well, you thought it was 5.30, but we, it was actually 6 <laughs> o'clock, so we showed up a half an hour early. Yeah. But the reason I like the early reservations in the winter is because it gets dark. Like, it was pitch black at 5.30, so it feels so late, and your, your like, circadian rhythm is starting to shut you down for the night, um, so I think early dinner makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Corner Bar was amazing, as anticipated, and real quick, we had, wow, our dog almost knocked Chad's wine over with his tail, which is kind of par for the course, honestly. Um, so are you going to climb? So you would recommend Corner Bar? I would thing? recommend Corner Bar. I want to talk about what we got. We got the oysters, which that was like being used to Apalachicola oysters. I don't know. I, I prefer Gulf. like- You me- would say Gulf oysters. I prefer meatier, meatier oysters. So I like like a bigger oyster. These were very small, but they were good. They were fresh, but on the smaller side of the oyster coin. And then we had mussels, which were amazing. And yep. then we had shrimp cocktail. So we kind of stuck with like the seafood theme. We had fries too. And fries. It yep. was the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. Yeah, it was amazing. And we love a good shrimp cocktail. Good job, Ignacio. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so just yeah. side note, because you said they were meatier. There, I need to send you this article in the Washington Post that examines. There's a they've identified a whole new dialect in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, and it's because of the, the combination of obviously English and Spanish there together. Spanglish. All, Spanglish, but it's it's the translation to English they're talking about is this new dialect, and their example was if you ordered a chicken empanada, you'd say a chicken empanada, but what if you ordered a beef empanada? What would you say? Like in English or Spanish? In English. A beef empanada. Right. But but Miamians. They're like a meat empanada. A meat empanada. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I can <laughs> because see that. Because the, the translation, the carne translation is is meat. Yeah. And so and it, so that was like the easiest example they could come up that with. That makes but sense. They, they went around and asked. There was a video and they went around and asked everyone like, what would you call a, a beef empanada like if you're ordering one? And it was like, meat. Yeah, meat empanada. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, sorry. Um, well, we, we skipped an, one part of the story, which was I took you to one of my favorite places, which they have in Miami, but in New York as well. 
um uh, joe and the juice yeah when we got there i was like we have to go because it was lunchtime so i was like let's go to joe and the juice i love joe and the juice if you haven't been to it we don't have them in atlanta but basically other every other major city has one the spicy tuna s- sandwich or the tuna cotto, which is like obviously the most basic thing on tiktok i think spicy tuna is better but it's so good did you did you enjoy it well yeah yeah it was fine i mean what's weird about joe and the juice is that it was fine it was good you it said good. it was really good. I was so uh, hungover and sick from the car ride from Norwalk that I was just struggling to. Yeah, you couldn't like yeah. appreciate it. But what we were excited about, so we leave Dime Square. We went to another place there. What was the other place? Um, they were really nice. It was like Bacado, Bac- I think. Bacaro. Bacaro. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was, Bacaro. We then went to, one of the reasons we were there was to go to the Christmas market in the Union Square. Which we were so excited about because of obviously like people that know us have heard us talk about the Parisian Christmas markets, which are the coolest thing ever. Which we've done Christmas in Paris the last two years. So, I'm, so we're not doing that this year. So we're like, all right, we'll go We'll yeah. go to the New York Christmas market. Yes. And it'll be just like Paris. But it's like advertised <laughs> as like a, a, you know, like kind of like a knockoff of the Germany Christmas market, which is the Parisian Christmas market, oh. which is now the New York Christmas market. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. No, it was, it was bad. I think it must be a city ordinance. But like, first of all, so when you go to the, the Paris, one of like the main Paris Christmas market, which is in Tuileries, like the garden. So we talked about this before. There's like a kid's side with like Ferris wheel and like, you know, games and like all that stuff and then there's like the the adult side i'll call it and as soon as you walk in there's a giant tent with just champagne like champagnes flow in they're like you can have like 10 different types of champagne it's really fun across from that is fresh oysters next to that is fresh escargot like this guy mold wine mold wine not mold wine mold Mold. wine um (laughs) it sounds like a moldy (laughs) wine um but kind of tastes like moldy wine yeah, I kind of can't get past like the amount of sugar that I know is in it sometimes. So it's like you take a sip and you're like, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah. But um, the we, we didn't talk about the escargot guy in Paris. Like he was there two years in a row. My guess is he's been going to this thing with his escargot for probably decades. So you you think he's going to miss us not being there? I think so. He was Because he's always really mesmerized by two Americans. Yeah, he loves us. Being there. Yeah. Eating his escargot. And we, we love the escargot. Like, I yeah. love escargot. Anyways, so we had high expectations for the New York Christmas market because I will give New York credit that usually everything is done really well. Yeah. There was no liquor. There was no champagne. There was no mulled wine. There was no... The only food they had that I saw was, like, the the cheese where they, like, sh- melt the shaved cheese off onto, like, a loaf of bread, which we've never gotten because that just... Yeah. Seems... And me. they had you trapped. Yeah, and you were trapped. So they had it like, they had like weird chicken wire up everywhere. So you like go down one <laughs> avenue and then you like ran into a chicken wire fence. So yeah. But why were we all trapped? I don't know. It was weird. It was, I think it was for security, maybe. Maybe, but they maybe yeah maybe. But I did walk away with a little a puppet. Yeah. So it was um, in um, a complete loss. You bought a puppet, like, yeah. like literally like the Muppets, like a marionette puppet, like a Muppets, but it was a Muppet. And uh, so Nikki talked to everyone uh, via the Muppet for the rest of the night. Yeah, it was fun. And then we uh, realized that you forgot your shoes all the way back down in Dime Square. Yeah. yeah. I had just bought new shoes from, new boots from Rag and Bone, and I left the bag in the rest, in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Went back down there, got All those. the way back. It was fine. Yeah. Um, so typical. Um, but yeah. Says the guy who's lost four pairs of AirPods. <laughs> no, I have them all now. Because I found them. It's actually number five. You lost five pairs. And I know I have them. five. 
I haven't lost them. We thought I lost them, so I buy a new pair, and then I find them. I find them. <laughs> I've actually found like the last three pair. Sometimes. Um. So then, go back to the bar in the hotel. Stayed up way too late because it was really fun. Um. And then woke up the next morning, and I woke up at seven and was ready to go on my run to Central Park. Yeah, you were pumped. so strapped on the running it was cold. shoes. It was really cold. I didn't have any pants with me. I just had shorts because like I don't. 36 degrees and you just went out in shorts. Yeah. I mean, I was fine. I, I don't, I very rarely run in pants because. Three degrees Celsius, by the way. It hurts my knees typically. Like the, if I don't have like kinesio tape to tape my knee caps, <laughs> it'll, pants will kind of like make my knees track weird. Um, so I always wear shorts and I was fine. I didn't think it was that bad, but people were bundled up like it was the Arctic, like. It was crazy. And you saw the round boys. Where, where the hotel is, is at... Um, Madison Square. Madison Square Park, yeah. not Garden. So Madison Square Park is known for these fat, giant, Are they known fat for that? squirrels. They're known for being the I, fat squirrel park? I think so. Well, we didn't. We saw the fat squirrels the day before, and we were so perplexed. But the next morning when I got up, I, I had to go through the park to start up Fifth Avenue and then make it, make it up to Central Park. And there was a... A gentleman in a like an electric wheelchair, older, <laughs> maybe a little crazy, like kind of like a bird lady. Um, and he was feeding all the squirrels and he was like making all these weird noises to like, and the squirrels were like jumping in his lap and he was feeding the squirrel. Like, clearly, this guy's been doing this for a long time and it all clicked as why the squirrels were so fat. And for everyone that knows how much I, I like squirrels, this was quite an entertaining thing to, to watch. According to the internet, Madison Square Park is known for their squirrels. Really? There's a website called the Squirrels of Madison Park. I mean, they were amazing. <laughs> I mean, they were like tame. They, they like were come up so cute. Yeah. I mean, babe, the squirrels were getting in this guy's lap in the wheelchair. Yeah. There's multiple websites dedicated to these fat squirrels. It's so fun. I mean, they're massive. They have pictures. They have they have names and they have pictures. I'm oh, looking wow. at this website oh, now. That's really cool. Um, this and, is a... This is an interesting Yeah, like, look, look how they just come right up to you. Yeah, they, yeah, I could have, like, bent down and one would jump in my hand. So, Google it, but they're literally the fattest squirrels you've ever seen in your life. They're uh, like small cats. Yeah. But squirrels. You could have fed one. Apparently, people just go there to feed the squirrels. They go I, right I up know, to I know, babe. The, the, like, the guy, like, this was a thing that he did. He fed the squirrels and they sat in his lap while they rode around in the wheelchair. Or the, like, electric scooter chair yeah there's like all these websites what happens when there's a storm coming how do we get to save the squirrels <laughs> has anyone Feed, ever there's lots of youtube night, videos Wait, but has anyone ever at night tried to figure out where they sleep through like the night vision goggles that uh, we talked about i'll have to do more research but this feels I, like a perfect place where maybe this would be an experiment there's enough here on the internet you'd be able to see them since they're like larger that i feel like people these people know where they sleep there's a lot of obsession around these squirrels. Huh, interesting. There's Facebook pages dedicated to them too. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So made my way up Fifth Avenue, which was early. So it was kind of nice because I got to see all the window displays and all the Christmas lights before all the Torons, which, you know, I am a Toron, but before all the annoying Torons uh, decided to push their way onto Fifth Avenue and made it to Central Park. And then the most amazing thing happened ever. Like, amazing. I didn't realize, obviously, I'm not from New York, so why would I know this? But I didn't realize that there's like a specified time in the morning when just all dogs are allowed to be off leash. And I'm sure there's areas where they're not supposed to be, but like basically the entire Central Park, it becomes a dog park. Yeah, there's signs for like the sign, like what time. Yeah, it seemed like it was probably like a, you know, after 9 a.m., like you had to stop it, but um, maybe 10 a.m. 
But there was thousands of dogs frolicking, playing, running. None of them were on leash. They were all like, for the most part, listening really well. Everyone that was running was running with their dog off leash next to them. I mean, it was, I was so happy. Okay, so official Central Park guide, centralparkcitynyc.org. Off-leash hours for Central Park are 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Okay. And then again from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. What? Yeah. See, so it's chaos at night. See, <laughs> they're in the middle of the night <laughs> and just have your dog run around Central Park. Huh. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible. I, I mean, I was like running everywhere. I actually, like I veered off course and got kind of like, lost a little bit because i was just following the dogs basically and then i realized i was like way too far up in the park and had to get all the way back still but um it was amazing yeah it was truly amazing you came back pumped up i was so happy so except having to fight your way back down fifth avenue well i got off fifth and went to madison and then it wasn't as bad yeah. there's no way to walk or run on fifth avenue it was complete insanity yeah i mean just a little um notice for people out there going to new york in December before the holidays is pretty insane. Like I've never seen that many people in the city. I've never seen, like we couldn't even walk down Fifth Avenue. We, no. were, we were gonna go by Rockefeller because you hadn't seen it. It was insane, like how many people. You couldn't move, you were shoulder we, to shoulder. We just were walking the street because yeah. you couldn't, the, the sidewalk wasn't moving. There was yeah. just people just standing there taking pictures of stuff. Um, it was crazy. I, I've never, and even Central Park, I've never seen that many people in Central Park. It was cool, it was insane. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we decided to meet up with an old friend of mine from, she's actually one of my friends that I met in middle school and we were friends all through high school and college and all of that. Um, but she's kind of been moving all around, so I haven't seen her in a really long time. So that was, that was nice to meet up with her. Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina Merchava. She works at the United Nation and, uh, I'm pretty excited because she said next time we come, she's going to give us a tour of the UN. Yeah. Um, and go into the security council. Give them peace of my mind. Just let them have it. Yeah. Then I think that was, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. From New York. It was a quick trip. I mean, you did a lot of shopping. Yeah, did a but, lot of shopping. Uh, that was the the point. But it, the reason we were up there, I guess we should talk about, is because we were with a client the week before the weekend. Yeah. Uh, in Norwell, Connecticut, which I know we've talked about before. But this was a really big week for us because we are launching... Uh, this particular client, but basically an eight-month project was getting launched uh, around their culture story. They're an organization that's come together through acquisition of multiple different companies. So we've been working behind the scenes to help them understand what all the culture looks like from those different organizations and then how do we paint a picture for the future. And uh, it was a big meeting and a big rollout and a lot of hard work where we've been slammed basically for the last two months. Um, from when they moved the deadline from February to December. <laughs> uh, and uh, But it's a huge success. Huge. And it's the first time we've been invited to a client's holiday party. Yeah. And it was really fun. Yeah. It was It was a, like this is... They did a great job making us feel like we we're part of the family. Yes. But it, it's so cool to see like the strategy we helped them design was really about building relationships and that's what this whole week was the the two days really that we were together the whole group together they did you know an amazing job building relationships yeah. and we went through a lot of different activities and conversations and discussions and uh you know we came out of that i think everyone's super energized and pumped up and when a lot of these leaders had never met each other before because again it was th through acquisition that they were all coming together 
as a company. And so a lot of the leaders just, they just, it was their first big event as kind of one company. So I think a lot of barriers were broken down. Um, a lot of relationships were made and I, it was, it was huge in, in my viewpoint, it was a huge success. And from what everyone else told us, everyone felt that way. One really cool thing is they had a keynote speaker, Edward Byers. So he is the Navy SEAL from SEAL Team Team 6 and the most recent recipient of the Medal of Honor, uh, President Obama. Only one of five SEAL SEAL members. I think it was seven. Oh, maybe not. I looked it up. But but, but this is going like all the way. This is really far back. But he's the most recent recipient. Yeah. Um, His story is incredible. He was a really great speaker, really motivational. He walked us through kind of what he's been through and what it takes to be a leader through trauma, adversity, all kinds of... Overcoming adversity. Overcoming adversity. Suffering. Um, yeah, he talks a lot, which he talks a lot about suffering and overcoming suffering, which as endurance athletes, I think we can all appreciate. It was really, really good. And what was cool is he passed around his medal of honor to the entire room. So we all got to hold it. I have a picture of it. I'll post it um, on my social media. But it was really special. It was really yeah. touching. Of course, I had to take a call and missed all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really good. But I got to talk to Ed a lot. Uh, and uh, I think we'll continue to talk to Ed about, you know, maybe we can try and get him on the podcast. Yeah, maybe we'll try and get him on the pod. Cool dude. Really, cool. really cool dude. Uh, and wow, like a little hero. Uh, saved a hostage Yeah. Uh, to get the Medal of Honor. Um, you can read about it on the internet. It's pretty inspiring story yeah um and wait what's always incredible to me so like i've heard military speak people speak at you know different types of event like events like this before and i found that like when you get to that like general level they're so polished and so yeah like, business-like that like, it almost just seems like a ceo talking like like stan mccrystal when i had him do their keynote yeah, I mean, yeah, they're like, like, they're part politician, part business person, but, you know, and, and they were in the, obviously in the military, but like, they're so far removed from kind of what's happening on the front lines. So it's, it just seems like a CEO talking. But what's cool is like, as a Navy SEAL, I mean, he was a Marine first for a really long time and then became a Navy SEAL. He's just so like raw with emotion and stories and genuine personality that yeah. it was refreshing in my opinion, it was very refreshing to just hear the real stories of what's happening and not like the, the politics of it all. Just authentic. Very authentic. Yeah. Um, so if you need a speaker at your event, I mean, Ed was incredible. You said it was very emotional and everyone in there was like, could, you could hear pin drop. Yeah, I mean, he got, he got emotional twice. One, when he was talking about 9-11. And obviously that, there, so considering this company is a lot of NYPD officers, there's a lot of people in that room who either lost people at 9-11 or lived in New York City during 9-11. I mean, we're in we're in Connecticut, but a lot of people live in New York or from New York. So there's a lot of emotion with that. So I think that also kind of like made it emotional. Yeah. And then um, the day he his friend died, which was who he was trying or he was trying to save a hostage, an American doctor. Um, and when they went in to save him, his friend was shot and killed. Um, in Afghanistan just because he happened to go in first he just happened to go in first and he was right behind him and he was the acting medic on the SEAL Team 6 team so he worked for hours to try and save his friend um, once they were out of there so it was very emotional but it was really powerful yeah yeah those guys are always good good keynotes I was thinking about Marcus Luttrell 
Lone Survivor. We hired him one time to do a keynote, uh, and everyone was in tears. Yeah, really good. Uh, but it was um, outside, you know, of, like from our perspective, uh, what a huge success. It was like after the meeting, like thinking about the leadership team, thinking about everyone that, that was involved in really building this company, like they're creating a company from scratch, uh, and it's got huge potential to d- disrupt an industry that frankly needs to be disrupted. For us to see the outcome of our work, like it's always like makes you feel really proud. Yeah. 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 I got a little teary eyed on when we drove into the city on, I guess it was Friday. Um, just thinking about, I mean, we immediately got, or I think it was the night before, like the, the CEO sent us a note immediately after the holiday party. Yeah. And just thanking midnight. us. Yeah. <laughs> which was kind of crazy. And, uh, but we appreciate it so much. Definitely made us a little emotional, like reflecting back on how great of a year it's been and how just appreciative we are to all of our clients for being incredible clients, but incredible partners and people and friends. We've made a lot of genuine friendships out of our clients. And I think that's very different than, you know, what a lot of other agencies can say. Yeah, we're so lucky. But on a lighter note, do we want to talk about how you disrupted the trip by forgetting your pants? Well, yeah, I mean. (laughs) How do you forget pants? I just forgot pants. We show up. I forgot pants. Was it the night that we showed up? Yeah. We we show up we on show like up a to the to Tuesday. Norwalk, yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we were driving to dinner and I said, uh, I forgot like, pants. I forgot pants. I'm like, what do you I mean I had the jeans I was wearing, but I didn't have anything else. You didn't have pants. Yeah, so we had to stop by uh Norwalk Bloomingdale's <laughs> shout out to my my man Willie uh <laughs> for finding me some uh, slim fit black pants. And yeah. uh yeah, we we may do. Yeah. I was in and out there like within 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't uh, bad. So, but I just was so confused how you forgot pants. I've you forgotten. have packed so much stuff. I've forgotten pants. You have like 20 shirts. I've forgotten shirts. A bunch shirts. of jackets. Like, but you forget pants. I have forgotten shirts too. I've done a business trip where I just forgot. Well, I mean, pretty much every trip we go on, you forget something very important, whether it's like your pedals for your bike, pants for your body, <laughs> coats for warmth. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have a coat either. Yeah. Um, I don't. And it was really cold. Uh, but uh, yeah, I survived. Yeah. Thank thank you. Uh, shout out to Bloomingdale's. Willie at Bloomingdale's. <laughs> uh, some personal, or not personal, but some work stuff from our perspective. Um, it, it's and turning into kind of like a crazy first, or it looks like it's going to be a pretty busy slash crazy first part of the year, um, which is really exciting. Also, we're going to need to hire more people, so. We are hiring a strategist slash account exec, so let us know. And this, but this is like a, this is someone that has a little bit more experience. It's not just like an account executive yeah. like right out of college. So just, so we need a great strategist, send them our way. They have and to be an amazing communicator. Yeah, that's kind of the one thing. It's like we can teach them like the ways of the business, but if they can't communicate and they're extremely awkward, it won't work. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we always hire for is like, are they a cool person? Are they a great communicator? Do they genuinely care? Because if you don't genuinely care, like everyone on our team cares so much about doing the right thing for our clients. And so if that means staying up super late, working weekends, I will not say that this is an easy job. Like it's definitely not shut your laptop at five every day and like go home. No. So you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. Um, We're not having a holiday party this year. I've yeah. had a lot of people ask me about that. Um, so just letting everyone know we are not having a holiday party. A couple S- reasons for sorry. that. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's because we have just been too damn busy. Um, mainly with this client launch that we, we just talked about, but 
we're also moving offices in the beginning of the year and um, we're also starting another business. So um, yeah. Yeah. We're busy. We're moving and we're understaffed. <laughs> we're understaffed. And uh, yeah, it's, I think we just decided, I think also like we've done it so many times at some point you just kind of feel like it runs its course. Yeah. And so the current format that we've had where we do the wine tasting in our office during the holidays um, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're going to do something different. I think but we, we are doing something cool in January. Yeah. That's what we said. Well, yeah. let's, let's put those resources, uh, to doing something in January. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully. We're also ramping up Michael who we just hired on our team. Who's going to be helping organize and lead some of these events from a like tactical perspective and communication, which would be a huge help. Cause again, you and I are just, <laughs> it's like, we're being pulled in so many different directions that it's really hard for us to sit down and actually like plan the tactical things that have to get done to have an event exactly so sorry to all our friends who were looking forward to the wine tasting the free wine <laughs> <laughs> next time uh and then just a couple more things so speed club do you want to talk about any new stuff we have coming up um well we were not able to make this week's speed club because we we're in new york but uh michael successfully led it great job um, in the rain. It rained again, but they rode anyway. Yeah. Um, so Ryan, Allen. Goose. Goose, Patrick. Michael, and Patrick were impressed. Yeah. So they're leading the speed club tally board right now. I think they should get bonus points because if it rains and you show up and you do the whole ride, you get extra. You should get double points. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have prizes like every year at the end of speed club. So, um, um, yeah. So this week will be the new Buckhead. Buck, the new Buckhead route. Yeah. Buck 60. You, you have not done. Um, so we'll I'm excited about it. Oh, you're excited. I'm scared. It's good. Why are you scared? <laughs> because you haven't done it. And, uh, sometimes you don't like routes. Okay. I won't go. I'll just run. <laughs> Simple solution. See, you're already mad right now. No, I'm not mad, but you're already doubting me. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying sometimes that, that it's really hard to get 60 miles into a very confined neighborhood like Buckhead. So there's a lot of loops and it's designed. Michael and I looked at it's designed very specifically for that reason that there's loops and, um, but there are some, some climbs that are long and hard. Um, so okay. we'll see, let's get feedback this week. And then if we need to adjust it, we can, we can adjust it. The biggest problem we have is that Mountain View going to our main artery into Brookhaven is closed. So we have to climb Wayuka, uh, which tends to be a lot of like uh, traffic mm. towards the mall. Like, like we're going towards Phipps. Oh, okay. It's, it'll be a little weird. So we'll figure that out. Okay. It's either that or we have to climb Lordens. So yeah, hopefully right now the long-term forecast is that it's going to rain again. What if it rains every Saturday this winter? Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, did you know that, uh, one third of all days in Atlanta are rain. I believe it. More than Seattle. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. It's just constantly raining. Yeah. That's why we should get a place in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's my solution. Yeah. You just sit over there and talk about the rain. I'm trying to be solution oriented. I just you just got to ride. If you don't ride in the rain here, you're not going to ride. Pantone color of the year, You, which kind of one of your favorite things to talk about at the beginning of each year. Or end of each year. Well, I'm curious. What, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's uh, it's peach fuzz, so it's related to Georgia. Um, I personally don't really like that color. Really? It's okay. It's not, I don't know. I mean, it's like summer. It's like summery, peachy. I've never it's, it's, To liked... me, it's more like retro, too. It's like a, 
it's to me it feels like art deco yeah well i just don't want to wear that color because it's too close to skin tone yeah it's so close to like skin tone last time we did the aperol spritz i like half the team looked like they were riding around with no shirt on (laughs) (laughs) so orangey people we're not doing a peach fuzz kit this year so put that out of your mind chad because i know it's what it's doing in there no i don't want peach fuzz uh and then the word of the year riz what would it why don't so you don't know what this is no word of the year is riz like cool it's short for charisma oh so it's like oh they got riz oh i've never heard that so it's not a real word no it is it's It's, a slang yeah well marion webster has made it a real world word and made it word of the year so they're running out of actual words so they're making up words to have words of the year well what they're saying is that this word is has become so common in our lexicon that it's now a real word. It's not that common. I well, that's why I was wondering if you'd heard it or not. So you've never heard Riz. And what generation is this common? Are we talking like Gen Z or the boomers? I think it's Gen Z. Well, it's definitely not boomers. Boomers So you think Gen Zs are going around talking about Riz. He got Riz. I don't know. I guess we need to ask Michael. This is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard that. Uh, The most important, I think, thing from this week that we can wrap up on is um, that uh, T-Swift was a human of the year. Yes. According to Time Magazine. Person of the year. Yeah. Human of the year. Yeah. 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 I mean, she deserves it, in my humble opinion. Why does she deserve it? Because uh, she's one of the best songwriters of all time. And, so and she's song. what she's done to change, first of all, re-record. This isn't anything new. Like, artists have re-recorded their old music that was owned by a record company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think sticking it to the man, I mean, re-recording all that music and coming out with new music to go along with the re-recorded music. The man is Scooter Braun. Yeah, he sucks. So you get you get Human of the Year for sticking it to Scooter but Braun. But it's more than just that. So she did that. That's one <laughs> thing. That's just the tip of the iceberg. So she does this. Yeah. But then she decides that touring is not enough. She's going to record, make a documentary film of essentially all her concerts so that the average person at home can watch her live concert. And so when you think about how expensive concerts are nowadays, it's pretty brilliant to say, you know, and I'm not saying she's like doing this out of the kindness of her heart. She's doing it to make money, but she, her, her mindset around business is so on the right track because it's trying to bring every single person possible into her fandom, into her club. And so again, I haven't seen the documentary, but I also haven't gone to a Taylor Swift concert in a long time. So I think we need to stream that. But it's supposedly really, really good. It's like watching a Taylor Swift concert at home. We went to the last tour she had. Yeah, we just didn't get to go to this one. But we thought, tried. But I thought you were down on her for the for what's happened with this. Well, tour. I was a little frustrated. I think there's like some scammy stuff going on that I feel like the artist has the ability to shut that down and say, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And I, I think there was a missed opportunity like that she didn't do that. I don't really like going to concerts that much anymore after like the traumatic concert that we had. So it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Um, but... Yeah, maybe we'll watch the documentary at home. So there's that. Um, but yeah, she's just a really brilliant business mind. Like, why not Taylor Swift? I, I mean, normally it's like a politician or someone that's won Nobel so, Prize. Uh, I think an argument could be made that the chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, uh, could have been person of the year this year for for or- orchestrating a soft landing and not having a recession. Um, but she also impacted the economy. He, and he even said, the Fed said that she in, impacted the economy significantly uh, yeah. in terms of all of her different business ventures. So. And no one 
let a lot less people know who he is than know who she is. And at the end of the day, it's kind of also about like selling magazines and <laughs> sorry. Older. You don't think Jerome Powell on the cover of Time Magazine would have gotten as many likes? Yeah, I don't know if that would have gotten as many uh, is, shares. Is T-Swift with her cat? Yeah. But I don't know if you saw she p- posted that when she got the call and was like, you've been selected as person of the year. Um, her first response is, cool, can I bring my cat yeah. <laughs> to like the photo shoot? And it's on the cover. I love it. I yeah. love it. That's what I would do. Imagine if I had Hutch and Emmy like on both of my shoulders and I was person of the year. Hmm. Be interesting. Be kind of awkward, but yeah, definitely not as like elegant as a cat. But Maybe one of the fat squirrels from Madison Park. Hmm. Madison Square Park. Interesting. Well, yeah. if I ever become person of the year, I'll make sure I bring my Madison Square Park fat squirrel. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so next week we'll have a guest. Yep. Uh, An exciting so- guest. Sorry we had two back-to-back. Um, I'm not sorry about it. One-on-ones, but uh, we were just too busy uh, to interview anyone. We, we've literally been in like every second counts mode for the last three weeks. Um, but now we uh, will have a guest next week, and we are really excited about it will be very unique for sure um so i think that's it for today all right we're signing off all right enjoy your uh week people